Fantasy Football Gems. I'm RDA. My boy Lance is with me. We are the late round flyers ready to talk some fantasy football. And yes, you're right. The playoffs, they're probably here for most of you guys. If you guys allow six people or more to enter the playoffs, if you guys only allow four, then obviously that is next week. But the one thing we will do today is definitely get to talking some fantasy football because I know that's what you guys need to help you bring in those championships. So out of the gate, you know what, Lance? Let's hear how was how was week 13 for you? How did that treat you? Because I know you hit a very big, great fish out there with Brandon Cooks, and uh, that definitely felt some people out there. And uh, I'll be honest with you, I was one of them. But how did week 13 treat you overall? Yeah, Cooks uh, Cooks had a little bit of the, the, the down tick. Uh, Cooper, I was right on him up until – that touchdown at the end and I had just texted you mm-hmm. and I was like, I look like I hit on both of them. And then sure enough, that garbage TD, but uh, in general, it was, it was pretty good. So I ended up hitting, I'm making playoffs in 71% wow. of the leagues that I joined. So I felt pretty good about that. I had, um, Oh my gosh, like you wouldn't even believe. So in one of the leagues, it's kind of funky the way the playoffs are, but week it was two week playoffs. Week one of playoffs was week 13. I had the best record all year, most points. Going into the game, I had to make a big decision of Herbert or Murray. I picked Murray. I worked out okay. But so coming down to Monday night, I'm tied with this guy. And it basically comes down to I have Gibson and mm. I've got Stefan Diggs. He's got Deontay Johnson and McLaurin. And we both have a kicker. But leaving that out of it, those are our four power players, right? Mm-hmm. And as we all know, so I'm at work, right? I'm at my main job. I get a text alert. First quarter, Gibson out Ouch. with an injury. Bro, you don't even know, like, how composed I had to make myself in that moment. Needless to say, long story short, I lost the matchup in general by four points. Oh. And it made – that stuff makes me sick with fantasy football where, like, I don't ever – want to play again ever you put in so much work and the team is so good and then you lose not because the guys suck I can almost live with that yep. but when he doesn't even get a chance he got like one point it was heartbreaking but knowing that I made the playoffs and all those other leagues I got a bounce back ready to go we're ready to help these fans out help each other out and uh, hey by the way you, uh, Dallas Power Hour and Late Round Flyers Top two teams in the that's podcast right. league. Mm-hmm. We got that first round by baby. So that's that's pretty exciting too. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Had we not made the playoffs, that would have hurt my pride a little bit. So I was like, yo, we're good. So far, so good. But yeah, man, you know what? That Gibson one, I also fell to that. But a uh, good thing for me, it was not a playoff one. So I got lucky there. I still got stomped out because I not only was missing Jacobs at the beginning of the week, but then I lost Gibson in the first drive. So that one really hurt my soul. And uh, the backup that I had started for Gibson was actually Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. So go screw myself, huh? And, uh, yeah, speaking of those two guys, what would you do over there to uh, – if, if you had Clyde right now? Because, obviously, he was inactive most of the uh, week last week. And then, obviously, Andy Reid and the Chiefs were like, plug and play. He's active, ready to rock and roll. We're going we're gonna to start him. And then a lot of people started him only to watch him hang out on the sideline watching the game like the rest of us were at home. What would you do in that situation with Clyde? Yeah, that was that was really a, a tough deal. I had him on a couple of teams. One of them, I ended up playing somebody else just because I felt like it was a better matchup and I didn't want to take the chance. But I did have, just like everybody else, had a couple of others that I did play him in. It's a, it's a tough deal because, you know, Schefter comes out right before game time, says he's active. Now, turns out, uh, he'd been battling the flu the last few days, mm-hmm. and Andy Reid came out after the game and said he had lost a lot of weight, and it was more so of, of an emergency guy. Um, you, you know, what can you do? You know, what, what literally can you do? That, that is part of the deal. Andy Reid don't give two Fs about your fantasy team, and n- nor should he. It's just a, a rough circumstance. But what you don't want to do is tweet that player. You don't want to tweet that head coach and wish them to burn in hell or whatever else mess you want to say. Because, again, Andy Reid's trying to win a Super Bowl. He, mm-hmm. he ain't trying to win a fantasy championship. Now, what I found interesting was Le'Veon Bell, you know, obviously he had all the carries. He didn't really do much. No. Like, 
it makes me feel like like next week or, or this coming week, sorry, um, I don't know if I want to really play either one of these guys because, number one, uh, Alaire's still coming off of, of his, his sickness. Bell hasn't looked good. And the Chiefs are, are, are throwing the ball, you know? They're yeah. just throwing the ball more. I, I've been shocked, honestly, because I would thought that they would get a few good leads and then just run out the clock with the two running backs. But, honestly, those guys haven't been putting up the points that you would like. But, nothing, like, like we spoke about last week, Clyde has been pretty steady for the most part. It just happens to be that this week, I don't know, Andy Reid definitely hates us. But, again, yeah, no, definitely don't be that make a-hole that goes out there threatening people's lives. At the end of the day, fantasy football is just a game, and believe me, they're trying to save their own jobs and could probably care less about what we think. But now let's get to uh, the Oakland Ra- uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. Obviously, they won with that Henry Ruggs touchdown at the end that uh, Greg Williams is a terrible coach. But they were able to hold Devontae Booker pretty well down there, and that was with Josh Jacobs out, which – now John Gruden says that it looks like it's trending to where Josh Jacobs will not be playing again this coming up Sunday. So what would you do in that situation? Obviously, we saw the Jets hold uh, Booker down pretty well. And now, obviously, going into the next week, is Booker someone that you start? Or is that somebody that you just, you know, you flex him at best? You may be in a spot where you have to play him. Um, but that is a tough matchup. They got the Colts. Mm-hmm. And... I I I have serious concerns about this entire offense, to be honest. Um, Booker didn't look good last week, and that was a great matchup. So I really thought he was going to do way more. Uh, you know, they sprinkled in Jalen Richard out there. But, no, if you can avoid it, I wouldn't play Booker. See if you can find another option. One guy that you can try to get off of your waiver wire that I like better, and, again, this depends on if Frank Gore is playing or not, but Ty Johnson from the Jets, I would try to pick him up and plug and play over a guy like Booker. Johnson, you know, um, he played with the Lions last year. He had some some potential and didn't really just get a shot. And now he's with the Jets, thrust into the spotlight. He had 100 and something yards rushing. So I think I would take my chance more with a guy like Ty Johnson than trust Devontae uh, uh, Booker um, right now. Just I, I hate the matchup. It's terrible. Oh, it is. Like you said, that coach defense is actually very, very good whenever they decide to show up out there. Um, one more guy that I want to get to, because I know like we were just talking about, both of us fell to the Antonio Gibson injury, which again, right now he's pronounced as doubtful, which I would say about 95% of the time when I see that, I haven't seen a player decide to play on that following game. So with the no Antonio Gibson, do you go McKissick or do you go Barber? Because obviously those two running backs will be used quite a bit. And especially after that, Alex Smith, after that bleeding foot that I saw, I mean, that was gross to see. Oh, it gives me chills. But those two <laughs> running backs, which one of those two guys would you roll with? Give me McKissick only because of the upside of the, the catching of the passes. You know, Peyton Barber averaged 1.6 yards a carry. He gets your touchdown, but that was only because it was – you know, from the one-yard line or whatever. Uh, McKissick, yeah, he didn't run the ball much, but this dude, man, he ended up with 10 targets. I'm sorry. Yeah, 10 targets for 10 receptions, 70 yards. I mean, it seemed like the same play that Alex Smith was hitting him every single time. So I think McKissick definitely is the play here. I feel like he's probably available in some leagues too because, you know, he had a good stretch. He was doing good, and then Gibson just took over, and then uh, McKissick may have been dropped. So – Again, that's another guy. Maybe if you can pick up, you play over a guy like Booker, um, especially in PPR. I think there's going to be some major value for him Sunday. But man, you know, Gibson being out, that's really tough because this kid, he was really looking good. He was coming into his own. I mean, think if you think about it, bro, back in the preseason, there was like four running backs like that could have potentially, mm-hmm. uh, you know, carried this team. And me, we, at least I remember myself, I was pretty high on Gibson. I'm pretty sure yep, you were yep, too. Uh, yep. um, we, we liked him, you know, we liked his potential and he lived up to it. Mm-hmm. And then the stupid turf toe injury. So let's hope maybe we can get him back for week 15. But right now in your quarterfinal matchup, J.D. McKissick. Oh, no, that, that would be awesome. But I, I, I do hope we get him back because like you said, I was very high on him. I drafted him in, I think, three of my six leagues. And uh, obviously, I had to reach quite a bit. I was getting him up there in like round nine or ten. So I was I just didn't want nobody else to snatch it from me. And I had to hold on to him, but it paid off. 
All right. But uh, again, you know, we have a ton of games to get to. We will talk about all these players as much as we can. But we'll kick things off with a game that uh, is going to be pretty interesting. The Minnesota Vikings takes it on, taking on Tom Brady and uh, good old Tampa Bay. And obviously the Minnesota Vikings went into overtime against the Jacksonville Jaguars. So with a defense like Tampa Bay, oh, I mean, it, is, is it a bad turn in day over there for the Vikings? Well, you know, obviously the Tampa Bay run defense is really good. Uh, Dalvin Cook back there for the Vikings. He's going to get his carries. You know, I thought last week they might try to lighten his workload a little bit. And then, of course, we find out a day before Alexander Madison had his, I think, appendix taken out or, or something. And so he was out. So Dalvin Cook, I believe he had almost 40 carries or 35 to 40 carries in that game. And, of course, he killed it. So I think in this matchup, you're firing up Cook as your RB1, no doubt, obviously. But I think, though, the play here, though, is if you can uh, – if you're, if you're looking for a, a, a quarterback, a flex quarterback, or even a guy to play in a, that, uh, over a guy that you have a, a tough matchup in, Kirk Cousins is a guy that he may be just thrust in the limelight again that he's going to have to throw the ball a lot. So we love Jefferson. We love Thielen as your wide receiver once, yep. no doubt. So I think – by default, Kirk Cousins is going to be a top 12 quarterback this week. I believe he was top 12 last week in the matchup. He threw – he had a bad first half, if I remember right. Mm-hmm. But, again, second half, he kind of comes on. So, you know, Cousins is a guy that I might pick up and plug and play over a guy that's in a tough matchup. Like, I'm just saying, a guy like uh, tomorrow night, uh, Cam Newton oh, yeah. playing the Rams – I might try to see if I can get Cousins to play him over a guy like Cam uh, because just of the matchup. Um, I, I hate trusting Cousins in the playoffs. But oh, I know. You, yeah, you, you may have to, though. But, you know, he's proven, though, late in the season, if you think about this last year, mm-hmm. late in the season, he came on. He had a terrible first half, and then he started doing really well. So it feels like history is uh, repeating itself right now. Oh, no, for sure. Now, on the other side of that ball, obviously, Tom Brady is known for a guy that coming off a of bye week just electrifies everyone. And obviously, now that uh, I think Chris Godwin should be good to go and the Gronkowski, just a reigning number of people out there, I think Tom Brady's going to have a big game. But is there anyone else specifically that's going to have a big day, whether it be Ronald Jones or will Leonard Fournette become a savage and just start taking everything he can on the line? Uh, I, I don't trust Fournette at all. You know, he's been dropping passes. He hasn't looked very good. Um, I think if you need to play an RB2, Ronald Jones would be would be your guy to go with. Um, you mentioned Godwin. Monitor his status. Actually, he didn't practice. Uh, I think mm. it was yesterday or today. He had uh, surgery to remove, I think, some needles in his wrist from uh, his injury a while back. Um, so, Let's hope that he will play. Let's hope he will. We just got to just keep an eye on it. I feel like he probably will play. It doesn't seem like it's overly serious, but just keep an eye on it. But I think – I really think you can trust all three receivers, Evans, Godwin, and Antonio Brown. We keep waiting for this breakout Antonio Brown game because – you know, him and Brady, I just recently found out they're, like, living together. They're, like, roommates. Yep. kind of weird. Um, so, I keep thinking one of these games is going to be the breakout. I think it could be Sunday. The pass defense from the Vikings is not very good. They're giving up a lot of fantasy points to receivers. So, I think you can trust all three of these, as well as Gronkowski. We can't forget about him. Again, okay. he's been really coming on as a tight end one these last this last month or so. So, I think you can start – pretty much all your pass catchers um, for Tampa. And it should be a fun game to watch because Minnesota is, uh, you know, fighting for that last playoff spot as well. And really Tampa's on a losing streak too. Oh, no, definitely. I mean, it'll be a very awesome game to watch. But let's keep this moving over there with the Kansas City Chiefs. Obviously, they they had a pretty good tough run over there with the Denver Broncos this past week. But now they look to take on Miami. And I know uh, not just because you're a big fan, but I'm sure you've noticed that that defense is something serious. And I'm very curious to see how Xavier Howard comes back after getting thrown out of the game against good old Tyler Boyd, him and Byron Jones having to face Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, and those guys. I think it'll be a great, very fun game to watch as a fan. But for fantasy football reasons, is there any one of these guys that you hold back from that Kansas City team? So looking at Kansas City, your main guys, you're not holding anyone back. These guys have proven time and time again their matchup proof. Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey – Mahomes, you're playing all of them. Now, where I 
where I don't, I don't think I want to trust in playoffs right now for fantasy. I don't want to trust Hardman. I don't want to trust Watkins, um, any of those other Demarcus Robinson. Mm-hmm. This is the playoffs. There's no bye weeks. You're going to be playing teams that are super tough, man. It's the best of the best now, right? So you can't be kind of messing around with these side guys. So that being said, on the Kansas City side of the ball, I'm really excited to see how they do against this defense. But everyone's going to be, you know, wide receiver one, tight end one, quarterback one, all, all of that. But the running backs, like I mentioned earlier, I don't know if I want to trust Elaire uh, if he's activated. Um, and I don't know I don't, I'm not trusting Bell Bell regardless. So I think you temper on your running backs. Now again, you may be in a spot where you're running back two spot. You're gonna have to play one of them, maybe Alaire. But um, if you can find a better option, I would look at it. But if you play them, just be careful. Um, they're just not running the ball as much, and um, I think you gotta you gotta watch out for that. Already now on the Miami side of the ball, obviously their run game is is. Filled with everybody that can do it. And then Ryan Fitzmagic and good old Tua T. I'll be honest, I'm not really sure how they're going to play that out. But Devontae Parker should have himself a nice day, in my opinion. Overall, though, I think Gasecki, is this a guy that is, you put him in no matter what because of the position or because he's that good? Well, you know, it's glad to see him be more consistent these last couple of weeks. He's been up and down, as has the tight end position, mm-hmm. other than Travis Kelsey all year. But, yeah, I think you have to. Two is going to start. Brian Flores has pretty much come out. If two is healthy, he's playing. And from all accounts I'm seeing at practice reports this week, he's healthy. So he'll be playing Sunday. I think – Miami, though, is going to be running the ball a lot. They're going to try to do like a lot of teams do against Kansas City. Time manage, time clock management. Miles Gaskin, this is my guy that I want you to, to take a look at. Last week, first game coming off of his injury, 23 touches, 16.1 fantasy points, with Miami wanting to run the ball more Sunday. I think you can safely fire up Miles Gaskin as an RB1 this week. So I think you're playing Gaskin. You're playing Gasecki. You are playing Parker. But, man, he disappointed He disappointed last week, even though he got ejected. Um, he didn't do much up until that point. So in the Kansas City pass defense, is pretty good. So um, you're playing Parker, um, but just kind of, you know, again, don't expect too much. But it may be one of those shootouts that – Tua's not going to have a chance. They're going to have to throw, throw, throw. But I do think in the first half, they're going to run the ball more and uh, try to watch that clock. All righty then. Now, another game that obviously is going to be very fun to watch, obviously because the Pittsburgh Steelers just took a loss to a team that with no name and a guy that had like 1,001 surgeries at, at the gun with the Washington football team. Now Pittsburgh looks to go out and fight against the Buffalo Bills. And Josh Allen is coming off that crazy game where Cole Beasley now leads all-time in touchdowns for receivers that are 5'8 or lower. I think this would be a great matchup, especially with what you just said about Kansas and not messing around with their side pieces because of all the weapons they have. I really want to know what your thoughts are on that Deontay Johnson and uh, uh, Claypool, which obviously now in the last two weeks, the Steelers lead the league in drops. You know, Ben Roethlisberger in general, he's not – I don't think he's looking very good right now. Mm-hmm. I would be possibly concerned if I was the Steelers heading into the playoffs. Yeah, they're 10-1 and one or 11-1, and one, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But I, I I don't know, man. I'm worried. I'm not worried about the receivers, though. Uh, at least I'm not worried about Deontay Johnson. You know, he had eight catches for 71 yards and a touchdown. And he had, I think, three drops in that game. Mm-hmm. Of course, Ebron did as well. That team – They've dropped a lot of balls. So I think Johnson Johnson could have had a lot better day even than what he already did. Um, Claypool has kind of simmered back down. Uh, You know, Juju had seven catches for 28 yards, which is very weird. You know, four yards of catch. That was was odd. Um, But I think, you know, in this matchup, this is going to be a high-scoring game. Buffalo's putting up points. Pittsburgh's going to have to match it. Josh Allen is, 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 is back to what he's been doing early in the season. So I think for this game, you're going to play Deontay, Juju, uh, Claypool. Um, you know, James Washington had that long touchdown catch yeah, Monday night. but 70-something yards. 
but that's nothing. Um, in my opinion, I, I don't think you're not again. You're not going to trust him in the playoffs. Again, it's it's all about you know. Again, what can you live with if you play this guy and you lose your playoff matchup? You know, if you play James Washington and you lose by five points, and you could have played somebody else. Again, you probably want to beat yourself up. So yeah. you just got to kind of, you know, watch it, man. You got to get make sure weed out the guys that you don't need. So, anyways, now James Conner was activated. So he should be back Sunday. Thank goodness. Because Benny Snell was not getting it done. This oh, dude. No. And they weren't even running the ball that much Monday night. But James Conner back, I think you can plug him right back in as an RB1. And he'll be able to help balance out that offense. Yeah, that, that's another one. He kind of shocked me out there. With no James Conner, for some reason, their, their running game has just been ineffective. Even their play action. I mean, you see Ben Roethlisberger. He doesn't even look at the running back when he does that. So teams haven't really taken that seriously. With a good running game, it'll be very fun to watch. Any chance that uh, you take your dice and you plug in that Buffalo defense after that loss that the, the Pittsburgh Steelers took last last week? I don't – I mean – it's fine if you if you don't have much better options, but the Buffalo defense this year hasn't been near what it was last year. So I I, I like some better defenses out there uh, streaming other than, than than Buffalo right now. So I don't think I would trust them. Mm, all right, now uh, let's take things over to the same division where Pittsburgh plays in, and uh, I, I believe it's the Monday night game. The Baltimore Ravens, obviously, they just beat the Dallas Cowboys with like I don't know four hundred and bill, a billion different rushing yards. It was ridiculous. And now they'll be taking on uh, the Brownies, who just destroyed the Tennessee Titans in that first half over there. It was absolutely brutal to watch for as a Titans fan. So now with these two teams crashing, both of them coming off pretty big wins, Lamar Jackson maybe getting it back into the groove of thing. What do you expect will happen over here? And uh, will Hollywood Brown continue this decent streak that he just uh, began against Dallas? You know, Brown had his, probably his best game we've seen in a while, and it wasn't mm-hmm. amazing. He was so wide open, though. That The Dallas secondary is so Trash. bad. I mean, Brown was, like, so wide open. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't believe that. But I don't think he's going to get that lucky this Monday night. It should be a fun game to watch. This is a divisional game. Sometimes I feel like, though, in these, these AFC uh, – North. AFC North matchups, they're all, you know – Bang them up, beat them up, rough, tough games. Um, this could be another one of those. Um, here's here's what I'm worried about is uh, Kareem Hunt. Mm-hmm. He, these last few weeks, man, he's just not been getting the job done. Yep. I mean, do we want to trust him? I, I've got him on a lot of teams, and I don't think I'm going to have a choice. One team I think I can put in someone else that I feel good about, but all the others, he's a flax or he's an RB too. So I think you have to still trust him. Um, but I, I, you know, Chubb, he, he's amazing. RB one, man. I mean, he, he's looked so good. Um, Higgins and uh, hot, ha- not Hodge. Um, There's uh, people gosh. Jones. Oh, Landry. People's Jones. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. Looking at those off, not including Landry, you're firing him up. This yep. dude, he's, he's on fire. Um, there's no doubt about that, but the other receivers, Higgins and Peoples Jones, don't go out and rush to pick them up and play them this week. I don't think this is the matchup to do it. Now the next two weeks, they got the giants and then they got the jets. Um, giants are playing better, but I think if you want to play those guys, those are better matchups to look at. So don't play them Monday night. Um, going to the Raven side of the ball, Lamar was QB six last week. So we talked about he's looking like he's starting to get his mojo back and coming off with him being out for COVID um, that he looked really good. Now that was the Dallas defense, but Cleveland is top 10 in points allowed versus fantasy quarterbacks. So Lamar, I think he's going to be a top 10 QB play. There's no concerns at all to, to, to play him. Dobbins, it looks like, you know, he's now got control of this backfield. He outtouched Edwards and Ingram, uh, 11 touches to seven and seven. On the season, he's averaging 5.3 yards per carry. He didn't have any targets against Dallas, but I think that could change. But this guy, he's definitely at minimum in RB2 right now. So get him in your lineups. Oh, no, for sure, man. That rushing attack over there is, wow, very fun to watch. All right, um, so you know what? Again, we do have a billion and one different games to get into. We'll keep things rolling along. Uh, obviously, we'll, we got the Thursday night game, as we talked about a little while ago, where the New England Patriots will take on the Los Angeles Rams. 
And what the Patriots just did to the Los Angeles Rams was actually ridiculous. I, I don't know if anyone expected that kind of a blowout. But as for that uh, rushing attack for the Los Angeles Rams, obviously they had three rushing touchdowns. Henderson scored. And I, oh, man, I can't think of was it Brown that scored. I couldn't remember. Akers. Akers. And uh, Goff had himself a rushing touchdown. So their offense, I mean, they put up 38 points still last week against the Arizona Cardinals. And that's a divisional matchup, so that's rough. But against this Patriots defense, I, me personally, I don't see him doing that well. If, for me, Jared Goff is a, a sit. Over the past five games, he has four of them were 300-plus yard games. But he has four picks in that time. And I think Bill Belichick is going to be one to steal that away from him and just make him start rolling downhill. For me personally, Jared Goff is not a start. And even though Cam Newton had, <clears throat> had himself a great rushing attack last week, 69 yards through the air. Like you were talking about earlier, is Cam Newton someone that you decide to just put him out there against the Rams or are you letting him sit down on the bench this week? If I can find a better option, I'm sitting him. And when I'm talking about a better option, I would possibly even consider playing Mike Glennon over him this week, just based on the matchup. And Glennon has been throwing the ball better. And that's the Jacksonville quarterback. Um, So I don't, you like, you love the rushing from Cam, but that's it. And we know who's on the outside of that defensive line for the Rams coming for him, Mr. Uh, Aaron Aaron Donald. Donald. Yes. (laughs) Um, So I I just, I, no, I think I don't think you can trust Cam. Now I'll go back to Goff real quick. Maybe we have a, a bad beat in us. All Jared right. Goff, Jared Goff on Thursday night football. He has a career nine touchdowns and one interception. There's something about this guy on Thursday night. He's like, let's go. I'm ready to do it. <laughs> so, so I would. Uh, I I don't know how we would do this, but I'll take Goff, and then you take a quarterback that you like this week. That's I'll, I'll not put one it of the top Andy Dalton. Okay, I'm not going too crazy. It'll fit right in. Mr. Revenge game over there. I see. That's exactly why. Like, Andy Dawson, for me, I'll be honest, I was going to throw a different kind of bad beat out there because I have been finishing top eight this week just because it's a revenge game. It's in Cincinnati and stuff like that. But we'll get into that a little bit later. As for the rushing attack for the Patriots, Damian Harris and now Sonny Michelle is back. They, uh, They got similar carries. I think Damian Harris outrushed them by six carries in that game. Uh, against the Chargers, but now they're facing against the Rams. Are those running backs someone that – obviously, Damian Harris has been on kind of a roll, so I would say fire him up and put him in there. But Sonny Michelle, 10 carries, still had himself a pretty decent day for, obviously, his return back. Is that someone that you throw out there against the Rams, or do you just let him fly on the bench? No, I think, again, you're weeding out – we're taking out the trash this week, Rudy, okay? Oh, Sonny really? Michelle is part of the trash heap, Okay. We're going to get rid of him. Damian Harris, yeah, you can fire him up. The only thing that sucks about this running situation for the Patriots, they're not getting goal line carries. It's going to Cam, and he's Mm -hmm. making the best of it. So I think, you know, you play Harris, um, he's a a flex play right now just because he's not getting the goal line looks. But 16 carries for 80 yards, five yards a carry, I like that. Um, I can't stand Michelle. I just don't think he's he's, – good right now and he's still coming off that injury he averaged three and a half yards a carry but again you combine that with this defense I don't like any of them any of the running backs this week so if you can find someone else better like again a Ty Johnson or somebody honestly I would probably want Devontae Booker over one of these New England running backs because the matchup is so tough and it's Thursday night football that's a short rest week and you know, the Patriots are coming off a, a big high, 45 to nothing against the Chargers. There's get, they could get let down, and I see the Rams winning this game. Oh, no, I, I, I could definitely see that as well. But I just – I think it's going to be a low-scoring game similar to what they had in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. Bill Belichick just knows how to, I think, good old Sean McVay over there. But we'll see what happens. Now, uh, the next game I want to get to is a game full of momentum, literally completely both going different ways. Kyler Murray sends – since uh, trademarking that uh, Hale Murray, he's been 0-3, and it hasn't been his greatest day over there as a Cardinal, whereas the New York Giants, four games in a row, win streak out here, trying to take over the NFC least. How do you see this game playing out? Because it's a, I think it's a very underrated game, and I think a lot of people have a lot of fun watching this game. 
Yeah, I, I agree. I think it is going to be fun. We want to monitor Daniel Jones. Uh, hopefully he'll, he'll play. Looking at the Cardinals on the first side of the ball, um, Kyler Murray, you know, he looked better against that tough Rams defense Sunday. He looked better, um, but I, I, I'm still trying to figure out if he's still healthy or not. Um, so he's going to have the Giants just kind of took out Russell Wilson so they could they do that for, for Murray too. Anything's possible, man. I mean, any anything can happen. So I think if you have Murray, you still have to probably play him. But like, I got one though. Again, um, I'm playing uh, Herbert over him. Mm-hmm. So you may not have better options. But uh, again, he still should get that blow up game. But I'm worried about his rushing. He's just not running the ball like he did early in the season. And early in the season, yeah, he wasn't passing the ball a ton. But his rushing was making up for that. Now. He's not throwing the ball a lot, which is killing Kirk's value and others, and he's not rushing the ball. So it's like a double whammy. So it's like, how lucky do you feel? But, again, you sit Murray, and then he goes off for 40 points, you'll feel like a jackass. Um, Yep. Looking at the running backs, you know, Kenyon Drake, I think you can continue to trust him. He's had at least three targets the last three games, double-digit fantasy points the last four weeks. He's a top-end RB2 Chase Edmonds, maybe you can pluck him in your flex, but you know, I, I don't. If, if it works, do it. But if not, find some better options. Um, go into the Giants side of the ball. How about that Wayne Gallman, man? Oh yeah, I mean this guy stepped right in there. Everybody thought Devontae Freeman would be the guy, but that injury that took him out for those few weeks over there, Wayne Gallman has been capitalizing. I think that's a guy that I'm honestly starting him no matter what right now mainly because my running backs are so trash and garbage. But with all these teams using two different running backs, Wayne Goldman has given me a steady amount of points and gotten me some good crucial wins that I need at the moment. Yeah, um, you, you have to. He had yeah, 135 yards last week. Yeah, he was killing it. I mean, the Seattle Seahawks, honestly, I expected a lot more from that game. And uh, as soon as you said Russell Wilson, like my mind just mm-hmm. flashed with anger because of personal reasons of how much money he cost me this weekend. Like it's, Ridiculous amount. I, I, it, I just, you know what, Russell Wilson, you made the list. You and Andrew Luck, we're forever enemies. Um, another game though, th- this one again, a lot of people not very excited, very much to see it because Houston Texans with Deshaun Watson, that offense, no more. <clears throat> they're obviously missing Will Fuller. They lost DeAndre Hopkins, Randall Cobb injury, but the surprising one over here that everyone thought Brandon Cooks for the most part, we'll have a good day, except you, because you told them, don't do it. Do not do it. But that kid, Kiki Cutie from Texas Tech, went out with a phenomenal game this past week. And now they'll be taking on the Chicago Bears. And honestly, I don't know what to expect from the Bears. They've only been such a crazy team. I mean, who starts off like 5-1 and only to crash and burn the way they have so far? But what can you tell us about this one, Lance? Yeah, um, so this game, it's going to be interesting to me. You know, Kiki Kuti killed it. Um, Hanson, that secondary receiver, you know, when Isaiah Coulter was deemed inactive, this Hanson kid, I didn't know who he was before last week. He he looked really good, too. So I think QT, he's still available out there. So if you can get him, do it. But if someone gets him on your waiver wire, put in as a secondary claim this Hanson kid, wide receiver, because – he can still play, and we've seen Deshaun Watson now prove it doesn't matter who out there is running routes. He is going to get you the ball, and the Bears' defense isn't kind of what it has been. So you definitely, I think you can throw on him, and Deshaun Watson, fire him up. I think he'll be fine. He was in a tough matchup last week against the Colts, and he still finished, I believe, as a top you know, 12, uh, top 14 quarterback. So – I really like these. I really like these other receivers. Now, Cooks, um, he's dealing with a concussion again, so you want to kind of be careful to see if he ends up playing or not. This guy, man, you know, he almost retired because of um, these concussions. So let's just hope, you know, that that he's okay. But Kuti is definitely the number one waiver wire guy yep. to try to get. But Hanson, keep an eye on him because. Uh, Houston's still going to be throwing the ball. Um, if you're looking at the running backs, you can probably cut Duke Johnson. Uh, with, David jo- with David Johnson back, then, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think Duke Johnson isn't worth anything. And you, I was keeping him as a handcuff for DJ all year. And now that well, there's three games where Duke got the start, 
he only did in, he only did something in that Detroit game. So I think it's pretty much proven you don't you can use that roster spot on on better guys. Oh man, you're not wrong. Um, on the other side for the for the Bears though, Cordero Patterson. I know ESPN lets you put him in as running back, wide receiver. So, and the way that the Bears played last week, I mean, Patterson had himself a pretty good game out there. Was that someone that you fire up against his defense? You know, it's he's an interesting guy because you think back to this guy's career. You know, he's drafted as a wide receiver for the Vikings. And I remember Matthew Barry was super high on him. I mean, I made a trade in one of my keeper leagues. Like, I gave up a lot to get him. And as we know, he was a bust. But he seems to, like, have found a good role here in Chicago. Nagy really does seem to like him. So, yeah, I think he is a he is an option, especially that um, if you can pluck him in running back, um, that's actually not a bad play as an RB2 because I think they are going to want to get him a little bit more touches. Um, and he's so – kind of versatile, you know, uh, returning kicks, playing wide receiver, running back. Um, yeah, definitely he's someone to, someone to look at. But I tell you, the the twinkle in my eye, the guy, the pie in the sky, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> Mr. David freaking Montgomery, he he's here, man. Uh, and he's here to win you a damn championship, my friend. Oh, yeah. Mandatory Montgomery is the name used last week. And damn yeah, it. Right mean- of it. Yeah, Brad Evans, uh, mandatory Montgomery. Yeah. I love it, man. Um, Thanks. He, he's, got, he's got another great matchup Sunday. You're going to fire him up. Now, I believe he did kind of choke on that, trying to get that game-winning touchdown yeah. Sunday. Mm-hmm. But you know what? He got us enough fantasy points. I didn't really – it's fine. Yeah. That was the good. Bears fans, you guys can hit him all you want to. My fantasy team, A1, buddy. You're good in my book. All I care about uh, the next yes, game we're, we're going to get into, like you were talking about, revenge game. Good old Andy Dalton goes home, and uh, he decides to play Joe Burrow's backup because obviously Joe Burrow's gone. He's not going to be there. Sucks because that would have been a very fun game to watch, Andy Dalton go back home like that. But to me personally, again, I have Andy Dalton finishing as a top 10 quarterback, maybe top eight this week. I think he's just going to go out there and destroy everyone. But the, for me, another two people that, are, that are, I think are in for a pretty good day, and I'm not a very fan of the uh, quarterback currently starting for the Cincinnati Bengals, but I think uh, T. Higgins and C.D. Lamb are about to have a good old first round, uh, what, that T. Higgins technically a second round pick, but a good rookie down showdown over here with those two guys just, I think they'll trade for blows. I think they'll combine for three touchdowns, 180 yards between both of them. So spread them out, however, but – one way or another, I think those are the two guys to start. Amari Cooper obviously got that garbage yard touchdown. But C.D. Lamb knows that he's coming into this game two weeks in a row, two bad drops that could have landed him touchdowns. It is now time for him to make up for it, go out there. So C.D. Lamb, if you have him, I mean, I'm putting him in there no less than a wide receiver too. This guy is starting from every single team that I have him on, which is one. So I don't even know why I'm talking mm. like I have him on 50 <laughs> or something. Yeah, but again, no matter what, he is starting if I can get him at all possible. And T. Higgins, we've seen this Dallas secondary, just absolute garbage. But Tyler Boyd, another one, after getting thrown out of a game against Miami, that guy is also going to be coming back with some absolute fierce things in his head, ready to come out and punch people in the mouth. So Dallas secondary, they're all scary anyways, not in a good way, as in they're scared to cover anyone. We watched them against uh, Hollywood Brown. But that running back situation for Cincinnati, Lance, is Gio Bernard the guy that you put out there and you say, go win me this ship? Or do you think to yourself, you know what? Even though Dallas is trash, we have to ride you on the bench and maybe we'll try to figure something else out. In, in the desperate of times, I think right now you can plug in Giovanni Bernard. but And this is – it's not a bad matchup at all. But given the quarterback situation and given – the status of this team. I, I can't condone playing Bernard this weekend. I think he's droppable. Um, he had 12 carries for 30 yards. Now, granted, we know the Miami defense is, is pretty tough, right? Yep. But but taking that away, what Bernard's done the last few weeks, I, I can't. I didn't see the stats at the moment, but I don't think he's hit double-digit fantasy points in, in, in a bit. And if you're going to trust him in your playoff matchup, I don't see myself doing it again. Uh, better days ahead, maybe for Giovanni Bernard, but no, I, I, I don't, I don't, 
like him in this situation. And uh, going back to the receivers real quick, I hope you're right about Higgins. Um, but, man, you have a lot of faith in Ryan Finley, bro. See, that, that, that's what it, – it honestly irks me because I, I don't like that quarterback whatsoever. I just think that one way or another, Dallas will come up with a two-touchdown lead against his bad Cincinnati team. And then Finley's going to find someone. And what better way to go to than someone like T. Higgins who wants to go out there and prove that he should have gone before C.D. Lamb and just tell him, you know what, throw me the ball. Their corners couldn't cover water in the middle of the ocean. You're good, bro. Like, just toss it to me. I'll get through these guys. They can't tackle or cover. We're good to go. Plus, Dallas' safety, Donovan Wilson, is currently out. He won't be playing against Cincinnati either. So it looks like that backfield will definitely be wide open, which is honestly where I always thought John Ross would be the guy to flourish in that area. So happens that it never happened to be, and uh, we'll see how that plays out for those guys. But I love it, bro. I love it. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, John Ross, too. I don't know. He, he always makes me mad every time I think back to him. Um, <laughs> another game we got to get to, the Denver Broncos and that offense that everyone expected to be very solid at the beginning of the year. Jerry Judy, Corlin Sutton, uh, up-and-coming Drew Locke, Noah Fan, great backfield in the running back area. They'll be taking on the Carolina Panthers, where obviously, you know, Lance, I know you're a big fan of uh, – Good old DJ Moore. How do you see these guys playing out there? Because Denver, I mean, they did a pretty good job about containing Patrick Mahomes and that Kansas City Chiefs this past week. Well, as much as I hate to say it, I mean, I think this could be the Robbie Anderson show, bro. DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel are both on the COVID list, and they we don't know if they are going to play Sunday. So if they're both out, Robbie Anderson and then Christian McCaffrey is back. They're going to eat up all the targets. And it breaks my heart because, man, DJ Moore has been – he's been up and down, but it still has not been his fault. But he's been better lately, and it just – oh, it's tough, you know. So yep. monitor that. I don't – I really don't think Moore or Samuel are going to play. They're going to get cleared in time. So look for other options. Robbie Anderson, he's going to be a top ten wide receiver this week, I feel like. And then – um you know, Christian McCaffrey, man, your boyfriend, your boy toy, love, your sexy boy, he's back. Yes. Just in time to kill me. With, that's the worst part <laughs> of it all because people that I'm playing against haven't come back, and I was like, great, F me in the playoffs, right? Thank you. Well, let's just hope those t- teams out there that drafted McCaffrey, you made it through the thunderstorms, <clears throat> and you are in the playoffs right now because if you made it through it, and now you're in the playoffs like, you know, our podcast team did losing Barkley mm-hmm. and we're in the playoffs now. You know, you got a guy like McCaffrey. Um, you, you may be set as long as he does not get re-injured. Yep. Yep. That would definitely be a big help. With that uh, Denver backfield, how do you feel about the Melvin Gordon thing going down? Okay. Philip Lindsay, can he just step aside? This is the Melvin Gordon show, man. Yes. I think I think Sunday – both are valuable. Melvin Gordon is an RB1. This Carolina run defense is top 10 in allowing points to that position. Melvin Gordon, get him in there. Philip Lindsay, I think he can be valuable as a flex. Um, but here's the guy that I think is going to have the big game for the Broncos. Noah Fant. Yes. Noah Fant, okay? Big game coming. Carolina, again, top 10 points allowed to fantasy tight ends. He had seven targets last week. Now, it was weird last week. He had a really good, like, first half, and it looked like um, they were looking for him and throwing him the ball, and then all of a sudden, like, it dropped off. Tim Patrick got, you know, those touchdown catches in the end zone and everything else. But I think, though, Fan is going to shine Sunday. So I think you get him in, you play him, he will be – I think he's going to be a top six tight end uh, this week, so get ready. Yeah, no, definitely, man. You definitely got to get ready for that. Uh, Next game we're going to get into, I think it's an angry Tennessee Titans team fighting their division rival, the Jacksonville Jaguars. And uh, honestly, I I feel very bad for the Jacksonville Jaguars. After what happened to the Tennessee Titans against the Browns this past week, I just think Derrick Henry might honestly break every possible record that has ever existed in mankind. It's just going to be horrible. But the A.J. Brown thing, I know people are very curious. what What are your thoughts on the... Obviously, we saw him roll his ankle, A.J. Brown did. And uh, Corey Davis decided to become alive and just start catching everything that literally Ryan Tannehill threw him. It was ridiculous. So uh, what are your thoughts on that uh, Tennessee Titans offense? 
Well, AJ Brown didn't practice today, so we need to again. I know I'm repeating myself, but monitor his status. Uh, he'll probably play Sunday, but we just never know right now. So just monitor. But if he plays, <laughs> if he plays, Davis is going to be out there. Tannehill, Henry, you're going to play all your offensive Titan skill players. You might even throw in a little Anthony Ferkser. But uh, one thing to um, – I don't know. you got to be mindful of. Like you said, Derrick Henry could go off, which we feel like he will, and I think they are going to get the running game going. So this could be a situation, though, where you fire up Tannehill and these receivers, and it is the Derrick Henry show, and you get minimal production out of those other offensive players. Um, And if it happens, it happens. But I do think, though, also, the Tennessee Titans defense is pretty bad right now i mean hell baker mayfield threw for four touchdowns in the first half yep. i mean is that more than he's thrown all season i don't know let's first time he's stats, ever done it in his career ridiculous yeah so that being said mike glennon knows he's he's been collecting a paycheck you know for sitting on the bench he's getting some playing time he's throwing the ball i mean he's been having some good games so glennon could keep it competitive enough that we could get all kind of fantasy love from this Titans offense, and I'm looking forward to it. So I'm playing Tannehill. I'm playing Corey Davis. I'm playing Brown, and I'm playing Henry, of course. So I think it's going to be a fun, fun game for fantasy purposes. All right, now on the Jacksonville Jaguars side with Mike Glennon at the gun, anyone you recommend starting on that side? Other than, obviously, James Robinson, who has been freaking ridiculous as an undrafted rookie. Yeah, James Robinson is going to win a lot of guys' fantasy championships, man. Undrafted mm. in the NFL and undrafted in fantasy. Yep. Man, I, that guy's just so good. I really hope I really hope that Jacksonville does not draft a running back next offseason so they suck. can roll with Robinson, you know, just mm-hmm. for in general. I don't have any stock of Robinson on any dynasty teams, but I really hope that he they give him that job next year. So we'll see. Okay, going back to the receivers for Jacksonville. I hate to keep doing this. I hate to keep doing this, but <laughs> the second you're going to drop, you're going to stop playing Shark, he's going to blow up. And this is this this is the matchup. I'm not going to say he's going to blow up, but I think he could get you 15 fantasy points, and you'll be happy with that. But it could be where he gets you one of those deep balls. I don't know any of these other receivers – you're you're playing uh, you're playing craps or whatever. Yep. Colin Johnson, Keelan Cole, Conley. You know they also have that rookie receiver. What is his name? I think I it was know. it was Johnson, right? Colin Johnson, the one that went off a couple of weeks yes. ago or something. Yes. Else. Okay, that that's him. That's him. But okay, um, yeah, that Jacksonville Jaguar, like you said, with the receivers, it'll just get very very insane out there, and uh, we'll see how that plays out. But the next yeah. game we got to get to. The Indianapolis Colts take on the Las Vegas Raiders. And again, we talked a little bit about earlier what you're going to do with Devontae Booker and company. But now as Henry Ruggs, he caught that deep ball to end the game. Henry Ruggs against this Indianapolis defense is tough. But is this guy that, you know, you just throw out there, you hail Mary, you hope for the best? Or do you try to find a way to maneuver and get yourself some uh, pieces to fit in better than what he has to offer? Okay, so... I hate this matchup for the Raiders. I hate it. But if you are in the playoffs now, let's say you eked in as like a sixth seed, you're playing number three, and you're looking at the matchup, and this guy you're playing or girls playing has all these beasts on the other side of the ball because they're the three seed, and you know you're outmatched. That's the only situation I feel comfortable playing rugs in as a flex or wide receiver three because you need that upside. If he gets you zero – Probably didn't matter anyways because you didn't have a shot. But if he has that big play, he could keep you in it and get you that win. That's the only situation I would trust him. Already Now, on the opposite side of the ball, uh, the one thing I was we were talking about last week and ended up being a bad beat for us was that Pittman versus T.Y. Oh, good but, job. Good job on Hilton. Hey. I need to praise you, praise you, and praise you some more, my friend. <laughs> but uh, Everybody gets lucky once in a while. The one thing I am going to ask, though, can T.Y. keep this up? Because everyone will fall for this T.Y. thing. And like you said about the QT thing, I mean, these receivers that have one crazy game, everybody will rush to go grab out of nowhere. I know T.Y. is a free agent in in a lot of leagues. But is this a guy that you decide to start against this Oakland Raiders team? 
or do you just, you know, what flex him and, and that's where you keep him at best? I think definitely you get him in your lineup. Um, you know, we do always want to be careful and aware of recency bias. We do. But this is now two straight weeks that he has been consistent. And um, a fantasy analyst, Field Yates, you know, had mentioned on a pod that I listened to, he had said, you know, early in the season when T.Y. was struggling, for him, like something didn't quite feel right. This guy has always been a consistent performer. And now all of a sudden, like, he's like garbage. Like, what was going on? So now that regression is coming back in a positive way. He's making plays. He's getting more confident, right? Players need mm-hmm. that. Corey Davis, I, yeah. I, you know, he, he's been getting his confidence, and look what's been happening. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, I think T.Y. Hilton is a wide receiver three or a flex option this week. Um, and if he is available out there, he is someone that I would consider given the matchup, given the recent productivity, and given that – uh, his career, he he can ball. So yes, yes, and yes. Already, uh, the next game, the New York Jets. Obviously, they fired their defensive coordinator, which is the only thing that worries me because when a team fires a coach, normally the following week they play very well. Even though they didn't fire Adam Gase, you know Greg Williams is gone now. So, and Russell Wilson, like we were talking about, they obviously play the Seahawks. Has been just turnover central down there for the past few weeks. Is this a game where he finally bounces back and DK comes in to destroy the world? Or are we going to be watching more of Russell Wilson just keep getting slaughtered by a defense that is now ready to prove that they should have beat the Raiders this past week? Man, I I, I don't know. I, I don't know on this guy because we saw what he did early in the season and now he's regressed. And Pete Carroll is, as we can all tell, He's running the ball more. He's going back more old school on what he would used to do. So there's not as much cooking, so to speak, that that Russ is being able to do. This is a cake matchup. You would think that, yeah, Russell's going to throw for three, four touchdowns and and go off. But game script, I think, could prevent that. Carson's back. Um, Carlos Hyde's out there. You know, they got a good running game. So Carson is coming back a week removed from his injury now. So I think they're going to continue to run the ball. And uh, you have to play Wilson. Let's, let's, let's be honest. You have to play him if you have him on your team. Yep. You, there's no way you can bench him. But I, I think in general, being the, given the great matchup, I mean, I thought last week was a great matchup with the mm-hmm. Giants. Touché. And it wasn't. Believe me. Right? Believe me. You have no idea. Believe me. I, yeah. I'm going to go so, after this so much. <laughs> So I, I, I think you're going to play Wilson, you're going to play Lockett, you're going to play Carson, and you're going to play DK. All right. Now, opposite side for the Jets, obviously you talked about Ty Johnson, but is there any chance that you take your shot at putting Sam Donald as after seeing what Colt McCoy did to the Seattle Seahawks defense this past week? No, I don't, I don't think you can. Quarterback position is too deep. We are, again, in the playoffs. No bye weeks for any teams. You can definitely find better options, even though – even though – oh, I meant to bring this this up real quick. Looking at the top 12 quarterbacks from week 13, mm-hmm. Carr was number one. Mayfield was on there. Taysom Hill, Cousins, Mullins. I guess you came in at number 12, Sam Darnold. Oh, wow. He was QB1 last week. Um, mm-hmm. But, I, I <laughs> again, I can, still find, I can still find better options out of Oscar the Grouch's trash can than I can <laughs> um, playing over playing Sam Darnold. So. Oh, man, great. Um, now, another quarterback, this one you cannot replace. I, at least I don't think so. Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers are going to be taking on the Detroit Lions. And honestly, I was – just like you texted me with the Amari Cooper thing about how you had caught it right, I was about to text you – when uh, everyone seemed to be scoring except Aaron Jones. And I was like, dude, I can't believe it's going to happen again. Son of a gun, dude. I can't believe it. And, and right before I did, touchdown Jones. So I was excited. But how do you feel about this matchup right here? Okay, that Aaron Jones touchdown, <laughs> it was so sick. Like, I can't even I – was, I was screaming from the rooftops. I was so happy because it was such a beast touchdown. So yep. I, I love it. You love the matchup for Aaron Jones. So if you have him on your team in the playoffs, you've got a bye week, I think, this week. You're going to cruise through your matchup because yeah. this guy is going to continue to dominate and win you your matchup. Aaron Jones, Rodgers, uh, Devontae Adams. Yep. 
you could probably sprinkle in Alan Lazard if you need to need some wide receiver, back-end wide receiver help. And Tanyan, he's been a little more consistent lately. Yes. And again, the tight end position has been tough to figure out. So if you have him, I think you can get him up there with some confidence. The offense is just rolling. Detroit is reeling. So it's a great matchup. Uh, historically, I think Aaron Rodgers still doesn't play the best in domes, but I think you can throw all of that out the window this year because this is his revenge to revenge tour continuing on. Oh yeah. Now on the opposite side of the ball for the Detroit Lions, Matt Stafford, obviously, you know, playing against Green Bay, that'll be a very fun matchup. I'd like to get to see if you, uh, if you'd start him this week, but also on the running backs because DeAndre Swift, you know, they say he looks pretty good and he's on track to come back this week. But we've seen what Adrian Peterson has been doing. And uh, they also started involving, I believe, the running back's name is Ahmed. And uh, Kerryon Johnson just looks to, you know, be a kind of guy that's just flashing here and there. But if DeAndre Swift plays, do you start him? Or is that someone that right now with the way that these guys, that, that Adrian Peterson has been operating, you just say, you know what, maybe not this week. You fire up Swift as an RB1 if he is playing this week and you don't think twice about it. You don't play Peterson. You don't play Carrion. Uh, you don't play, you know, Joe and the Fat Band. You don't play anybody, <laughs> anybody else. You play in Swift and that's it, my friend. Already. Um, now um, let's get on to the next game. The New Orleans Saints, obviously a very tough team. The defense has been crazy. And that offense has just been ridiculous with Taysom Hill now. It looks like it's starting to get clicking, and whatever Sean Payton is putting down, they're picking right back up. So, phenomenal. Uh, they'll be taking on the Philadelphia Eagles with Carson Wentz on the bench. That's right. This guy will no longer be playing. Instead, from Texas, Jalen Hurts, not, not the University of Texas. He decided to go become a Sooner and uh, play pretty well out there. Obviously, uh, his time in Alabama as well. But Jalen Hurts... How do you see this offense playing out there? Because for me personally, I think this is a game that Jalen Rieger might sneak in there and grab himself a couple of very good catches. That rookie-to-rookie connection, you know, they both came in this year. Maybe those guys uh, hanging out. And for me, something about that rookie-rookie thing, I would assume that they have a pretty good relationship and maybe they start hooking up quite a bit on the field. But I'd definitely like to get your thoughts on this one. I, you're not going to like this answer, bro, but I don't like no. anybody on this Eagles offense Sunday. Not one person. The Saints, the combination of this being Hurts' first start mm-hmm. and they're, I they believe it's, it's um, is it in New Orleans? Uh, it's in Philadelphia. Um, oh, it's in, okay. So that's the one good thing. They're not in the dome. But they, the Saints defense, this last month, I mean, you saw what they did to Tom Brady and mm-hmm. other guys. I, I – I think it's going to be a long day for that whole offense. I, I really do. Miles Sanders, they don't even know how to use – they're not using him right. Yes. I mean, he's – it's getting killed, man. I, I I have to play him. I have to recommend to play him because of the talent. But, hell, they were giving Jordan Howard carries last Sunday. You can't give those to my boy Miles. Like, really? Like, come on. When I saw I, Howard I just, on there, I was so shocked. I, I swear I was like, what the, what the hell is happening here? I, I didn't know he was still on the team. Uh, I mean, but, I knew they activated him, but, you know, just it's a yeah, mess. They, they've been crazy. I figured, like you said, just give everything to Miles Sanders, let him go to work, and uh, help at least some of us get some championship wins out here. But for the New Orleans side of the ball, Traquan Smith and uh, Emmanuel Sanders, how do you feel about those guys? Because, obviously, Miles Thomas is a must-go. You don't bench someone like Michael Thomas. As long as Taysom Hill is still starting, the only guys, the only guys you can trust in this offense are Taysom Hill, Kamara, and Michael Thomas, and I think Jared Cook, just because he plays the tight end position. And, again, that's a tough spot to, to, to figure out. That, mm-hmm. That's it. You can't trust any of these other receivers. I believe I saw a stat that Mike, Mike Thomas, Michael Thomas has, like, um, I think it was a 41% target share with Taysom Hill as quarterback. That's, like, unheard of. So – no, that, that, that is no, no one else is getting the ball, and Hill's not throwing it as much as Breeze. Um, now, I will say, Breeze, um, I don't know. He's, he could be activated from that IR window uh, where they could put him in Sunday. So I don't think he'll play this Sunday. It looks like everything is pointing to week 15. But um, if Breeze plays, then, then that might change our options a little bit. But can I just say I'm so thankful for Alvin Kamara – 
having an actual good game, not a mm-hmm. top RB1, but he gets you the touchdown. He gets you almost 100 yards rushing. Thank you. Thank you for getting him involved, Sean Payton, and thank you, Taysom Hill. I don't hate you as much because you kind of <laughs> salvaged it. Um, but uh, but Taysom Hill, I you know, what can I say, man? He is going to be – this Eagles defense is, 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 is not good, I don't think. So I think Taysom Hill is going to be a top-10 quarterback play. If he if he's in the game as well, so uh, he's another option to play at the position if you want that high upside. Already, uh, let's take this over to the Atlanta game because they'll be taking on a Los Angeles Chargers team. And apparently, before the game, uh, before the game against the Patriots last week, the week before, they uh, their coach told them that they were already mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. And I guess that didn't go over very well with the players. They ended up getting the snot beat out of them. And uh, on our bad beat, you actually got me on that because I believe you had Keenan Allen and I had Mike Williams. So uh, Keenan had one more catch and like five more yards. So you got me on that one. Both went we under both 50. both lost in – Yeah. All Chargers lost in that game, bro. Yeah. I mean, we all we were all losers. <laughs> yeah, 100%. I, I was counting so hard on a garbage touchdown somewhere in there. But it was just terrible. But how do you feel about that Atlanta game going in there with the Chargers? All right, this game. I'm really excited about this game. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be a shootout. I think there's going to be so many fantasy points. It's going to be coming out of our asses, bro. It's going to be insane. Matt Ryan, I am trusting him as a QB1 this week. No interceptions last week after having four straight games with at least one pick. Todd Gurley, though, you can't trust him. Not in the playoffs right now. He's on a TD drought, and he just doesn't look good out there. So you're not playing Gurley. Um Julio, Calvin, I think even Hayden Hurst, you, you can fire them up. On the Charger side of the ball, Justin Herbert had his worst game of the year against New England. We know this. I think this is a huge bounce-back spot, and my prediction is Justin Herbert finishes as a top-three fantasy Ooh. quarterback. I think Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are going to finish as both top-20 receivers. Well, Allen will be a top-10 receiver. Mike Williams is a top 20 receiver. Hunter Henry is going to be a top 10 tight end this week. I am all in on the Chargers and the Falcons this week for fantasy purposes, and I cannot wait to see these guys because this is going to be some fun. What about the running back situation? Because obviously the Eckler captain thing coming back, you know, the Patriots are good for stomping them out, but what do you expect from that backfield? Um, Eckler's the only one that you can trust in the backfield. I know Justin Jackson, I believe, just got activated from the IR. This is Eckler's backfield. He had a down week last week. But, again, it was the second game back from the injury, right? Um, We knew there might be some regression. But you're going to continue to fire him up as an RB1. Full confidence because this guy, again, now that he is back in your lineups, he's another guy that can take you to your championship. Last week, that was uh, an abomination. You know, we're going to throw that out the window with the kitchen sink. We're not going to worry about that. We're going to forget it. Just like we forgot Derek Carr and the Raiders in a matchup the yep. week before, mm-hmm. we're going to do the same thing with the Chargers, All okay? Right. So that's that's where I'm at with that. I, I like the way you're handling business over there. Now, uh, the final game that we're going to get to, the Washington football team, a.k.a. the undefeated Street Destroyers, have uh, they'll be taking on the San Francisco 49ers over there. And uh, obviously, not a, not the most exciting game all over the board, but for guys like Terry McLaurin, and again, we already talked about the Gibson situation and what what's going to happen there. But is Alex Smith someone that uh, you consider starting since they're playing the 49ers? In a one-quarterback league, no way in hell. Mm. But if you're in a super flex, two-quarterback type league, I actually like him as a QB too. Let's not forget, this is a revenge game. Yep. This is, so, that, 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 that's what I was thinking. That's a guy that could secretly come out. Maybe Logan Thomas has himself a, a good game out there, and Scary Terry decides to come back and just rain it down on everyone. So Alex Smith, is. I like the way you're thinking. The, the revenge game, No, I'm sure TV will highlight it quite a bit, but until then, a lot of people may forget that Alex Smith might secretly come in here and throw three, four touchdowns and maybe scramble one in there, even with that bloody leg that, oh, God, I don't even want, oh, that was horrible. Um, but for the 49ers, I mean, anybody over there that you recommend starting in there, obviously in a very crucial week? I think you can still start Mostert maybe in a flex, but they've been spreading the ball around so much between those running backs. I don't even think Jarek McKinnon even had a touch, but Tevin Coleman was in there. 
uh, Wilson. I think Wilson had more, you know, he had more carries mm -hmm. than anybody. So I, Mostert, because he can break that big run, he's another guy. Again, if you are going up against a Goliath type opponent, you know, if you have Mostert, get him in there. Um, but it's tough right now. So I don't know how much you want to trust any of those guys. Um, receivers, though, Ayuk and Debo, get, get them in. Get them in your lineup. I would play both of them and trust them both. Debo, I think, is a wide receiver two, and mm -hmm. Ayuk is a top end wide receiver three. Oh, nice. I Hopefully that uh, does pan out for us. Um, don't forget where the Late Round Flyers, if you haven't already, Twitter, Instagram, Late Round Flyers, hit that follow button, DM us, make sure you get all your fantasy questions to us. We got you because we love talking fantasy football. And as we're not over yet, because obviously we got to help you guys out and tell you what's going to happen, give you a small blink into the future here. But uh, we have our very own fantasy podfather who's going to tell you guys who's going to be sleepy with the fish. Hey, Rudy, my friend. This, the, the, the Cooksey last week, mm -hmm. I got him, but the yep. stupid Cooper sucked <laughs> me in. But this week, I got a good one. I got a good one to serve up to you guys. Mr. Jalen Hurts. Ooh. First career quarterback starts is going down. Mm. Do you really want to hurt me? <laughs> Do you really want to make the Eagles cry? <laughs> I think Hurts goes 14 of 28, 179 passing yards, 61 rushing yards, and a touchdown. But he does not finish inside the top 15 quarterback position look out don't play him or any of the eagles or you will regret it and you will also be sleeping with the fishies i don't really trust that 100 after that brandon cook thing believe me i was still like you know what brandon cook you gotta have a good day but if it has been said here by the fantasy pod father himself it is going to happen so don't forget Jalen hurts do not start this guy and now obviously we're starting to wind down so Lance, you got any last-minute advice to help these people get some, get them through that quarterfinals win into the next round of the playoffs or get them into the playoffs if this is their last week of the regular season? Yeah, again, just kind of monitor those matchups. Watch, watch the uh, injury report. Some of these guys, if they are playing Sunday, they're going to help you win. But if they're not, there are possibly other good options. One thing, too, to be aware of, and I've been doing this in my leagues, if you are fortunate enough to finish in the top two spots and you have a bye week, Take advantage. Look at defensive matchups for weeks 15 and 16 to pick up those guys. Look at free agents because even though you may not need them now, that can be insurance. So you're cutting guys like Duke Johnson and others that are wasting roster spots. There could be a waiver wire pickup that you can pick up now and not have to worry about what they're going to do in week 14. But come week 15, you may be happy that you did it. Oh, yeah. I definitely love that. Hopefully, again, it pays off for us. In our uh, fan fantasy league, again, we definitely got the number ones and number two spots. So great job, everybody that played for us. Man, you guys have been phenomenal to play with. Again, next year is going to be even better. But until then, make sure you guys stick around Twitter, Instagram, Late Round Flyers. Hit that like button. I'm RDA. My boy Lance, we just helped you guys get a win. Don't forget, if it helps you, you're welcome. If it costs you the game, we have no one to blame but yourselves. So best of luck to everybody out there. Get some wins, and we'll catch you guys next time. Until then, have a great day, and have a great win this week. Peace. See ya.